morning everyone, this is Chris. I'm sorry. <laughs> it must be the coffee. But anyway, thanks for joining me this morning. I'm going to try something a little bit different. I'm going to uh, read through Hebrews 2 and then give you uh, a few thoughts, a few reflections on that. I thank you for tuning in. Please remember to like and follow and subscribe and share and ring the notification bell and all those kind of things you need to do. Here's the text. Therefore, we must pay much closer attention to what we have heard, lest we drift away from it. For since the message declared by angels proved to be reliable, and every transgression or disobedience received a just retribution, how shall we escape if we neglect such a great salvation? It was declared at first by the Lord, and it was attested to us by those who heard, while God also bore witness by signs and wonders and various miracles, and by gifts of the Holy Spirit distributed according to his will. Now it was not to angels that God subjected the world to come, of which we are speaking. It has been testified somewhere, what is man that you are mindful of him, or the son of man that you care for him? You made him for a little while lower than the angels. You have crowned him with glory and honor, putting everything in subjection under his feet. Now, in putting everything in subjection to him, he left nothing outside his control. At present, we do not see everything in subjection to him. But we see him, who for a little while was made lower than the angels, namely Jesus, crowned with glory and honor because of the suffering of death, so that by the grace of God he might taste death for everyone. For it was fitting that he, for whom and by whom all things exist, in bringing many sons to glory, should make the founder of their salvation perfect through suffering. For he who sanctifies and those who are sanctified all have one source. That is why he is not ashamed to call them brothers, saying, I will tell of your name to my brothers. In the midst of the congregation I will sing your praise. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, behold, I and the children of God, excuse me, behold, I and the children God has given me. Since therefore the children share in flesh and blood, he himself likewise partook of the same, the same things, that through death he might destroy the one who has the power of death, that is, the devil and deliver all those who through fear of death were subject to lifelong slavery. For surely it is not angels that he helps, but he helps the offspring of Abraham. Therefore, he had to be made like his brothers in every respect, so that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in the service of God to make propitiation for the sins of the people for because he himself had suffered when tempted, he is also, excuse me, he is able to help those who are being tempted. And that's Hebrews 2. Now, 
When I was reading through that this morning, a couple of thoughts occurred to me, and I was wondering if maybe they also occurred to you. I was kind of thinking, like I wrote down a title, and I'll just share that with you. I wrote down, in what way and by what means was Jesus the founder of our salvation? It's a real simple question in some respects, right? Jesus is the founder of our salvation. If he had not become man, he could not have paid the price that we should be paying and pay it for us. So the first question that occurred to me was, what does it mean that Jesus was for a little while made lower than the angels? But he's God. And he became man. But he never stopped being God. But he became lower for a little while than the angels. I think that's specifically just speaking about his incarnation. It's the time from his incarnation to right before his resurrection, his death, his death on the cross, his burial in the tomb. That's, that's his time of humiliation. That's his time of being made for a little while, 32, 33 years, a little lower than the angels. Now why, why did God have to become man? Well, he actually could not have saved mankind without becoming like mankind, <clears throat> without becoming man. And it says so in the text. Um, Let me see if I can find it without having too much of a long pause here. Um, here it is, verse 14. Since therefore the children share in flesh and blood, he himself likewise partook of the same things, meaning he became flesh and blood. Now, why did he have to do that? Because Sin, uh, if you've seen the um, National Treasure movie, sin is the debt all men pay. What does that mean? It means all men die. Some men die apart from Christ, and some men die in Christ. But Jesus didn't just pay the price for some men. It's not a limited atonement. It's not a... Uh, a Jesus died for some and not for others kind of a situation. Jesus died for everyone. And the text very clearly says that. It says, um, But we see him who for a little while was made lower than the angels, made man, namely Jesus, crowned with glory and honor because of the suffering of death, so that 
by the grace of God, he might taste death for everyone. It's kind of hard to think about sometimes, but Jesus didn't just bear our sins in, in that sense. He became, <clears throat> he became sin for us. All the sin of all the world, of all time, from the fall of Adam through the very last sin committed before he comes again in glory. He took all of those sins upon himself. He became sin. So that, so that he might taste death for everyone. Because the wages of sin is death. And if the wages of sin is death, that means you and I are dead. We're dead in our trespasses, trespasses and sins. We can't pay that price. We can't pay that debt. We can't go before God Almighty in the throne room of heaven, in the courtroom of heaven, and say, look at my life. Look at how well I've done. Look at how great a job I did. I was going to church every week. I was in Bible study every week. I, I never cheated on my wife. I, I love my kids. I, I gave to the needy. I, I built hospitals. I mean, whatever it is. You can't go before God and say, that's why you need to let me in. Because you can't pay the price. You can't pay the debt that your sins deserve. That was what Jesus came to do. So it's the debt, it's the, the debt or the death that we all deserve. Um, so in what way was Jesus crowned with glory and honor? Because the text mentions that very clearly. It says, um, excuse me, but we, but we see him who for a little while was made lower than the angels, namely Jesus, crowned with glory and honor because of the suffering of death. Did Jesus' death please God the Father or displease God the Father? It pleased him. From the foundation of the world, God had in motion this plan of salvation and that his son would be born and suffer and die and rise again and ascend into heaven and sit at his right hand. All this was planned before the foundation of the world, which is a discussion for another day. But when Jesus was exalted on the tree, when he was lifted up, when he was, well, think about even, this, this is Holy Week when this is being recorded. When Jesus was in his passion, when, when he was before Pilate, he was crowned with thorns because there was all this chatter about him being king of the Jews. And the Jews didn't like that. And his disciples didn't think rightly about it. They thought he was going to be an earthly king like a new King David to come kick Rome out. And, uh, and, and rule them from here on earth. But Jesus became a different kind of king. He became king of all, king of kings, lord of lords. So he was crowned by his suffering of death. He was crowned with glory and honor. But for a purpose. For a purpose. 
What was that purpose? To pay the price for everyone so that we too can have a crown. Revelation 2.10, I believe, says, Be faithful unto death. Be faithful unto death. What was Jesus? Jesus was nothing if not faithful unto death. And I don't mean that in a, um, any kind of weird way. He, Jesus was faithful unto death in a way that we can't be, but in him we can be faithful unto death. And what do we receive? We receive the crown of glory. Be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. I'm not sure if it's an actual physical crown. I don't. If you believe that, fine. I don't know if it's an actual physical crown that we wear for all eternity. I personally think that it's more that we are uh, coronated. We we are we are made kings in a sense, princes. We rule and reign with Christ. Um, it's good to keep in mind that Jesus was, uh, that everything was put in subjection under his feet. What does that mean? What does it mean that everything was put into subjection under his feet? Well, the angels have a certain authority, an authority given by God, an authority that they only have from God and that they can't do contrary to where they kind of, in a sense, rule the nations. Jesus, being God, rules everything, all of creation. All of creation is under his dominion. So all things were subjected to him, subjected to him. And part of that, what pays out in my mind, or plays out, is <clears throat> that Jesus doesn't just pay the price of our sins, the wages of our sins, the redemption of us, the propitiation for our sins. He redeems the entire world. He redeems the entire creation. And that's fascinating. The broken world is paid for in the death of Jesus. We don't have the new heavens and the new earth yet. That's to come, right? And that's something that keep in mind that it also says in the beginning of, um, of what we were reading, I believe. Let me find it. I'll just keep talking until I find it. Um, let me see. Yes. Uh, it starts with verse 5. It says, Now it was not to angels that God subjected the world to come. The world to come. The world to come of which we are speaking. It was, has been testified, what is the man, the man that you are mindful of and where the son of man that you care for him? Everything was subjected to Jesus so that he, in his suffering and death and resurrection, could pay the price for everything, for the broken world, for, for coronavirus, if you will. That's the, the current thing going on right now. Um, Jesus died so that in eternity, after he comes again, this world will not be broken. There will be no more coronavirus. There will only be the new heavens and the new earth wherein dwells righteousness. What else occurred to me was um, that 
he was he was to suffer death, the death that we deserve, and he was uh, made perfect through his suffering because he suffered and sinned not. No, he didn't open his mouth like the lamb before the shearers is silent. He 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 kept silent when he when we wouldn't honestly I wouldn't. But he did for us. And, but through his perfection that came through his suffering, we share in that perfection. We share through our sufferings, through our daily cross that we bear, through living in this sinful world, we share in his death. That's what baptism uh, is. It's a burial with him and a resurrection with him. And because we share in his sufferings and we share in his death, we also share in the resurrection. We also share in the life to come. That's pretty much all I had to chat about today. I uh, just want to reread the end of Hebrews 2 just to close this out here. It says, Therefore, he had to be made like his brothers, you and me, brothers and sisters, in every respect, so that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in the service of God to make propitiation for the sins of people. And because he himself has suffered, because he himself has suffered, when tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. So if you're feeling tempted, if you're feeling tempted, turn to Jesus. Turn to the cross. Cast all your anxieties on him, for he cares for you. In this time of coronavirus, if you're tempted to doubt God, if you're tempted to wander from the faith, turn to Christ. Turn to God's word. Repent of your sins. And trust in the promises of God that your sins are forgiven. That's it for today. This is something new. I'm putting this out through KineMaster, thanks to Pastor Brian Wolfmiller, who pointed a bunch of us to that uh, nice little app. I'm going to see how quickly I can produce this on my phone and get it out to you, maybe put a few graphics on the screen. Uh, certainly put a little music on it, put a little title on it, that kind of thing. This has been Chris. Thanks for tuning in. And remember to like and follow and subscribe and share. Cafe Sola is getting better. We've gone up a few in the views on the YouTube, and I haven't checked the stats on Podbean and iTunes recently. So if you're listening on Podbean and iTunes, uh, thank you very much. And share this with your friends. And uh, join me next time in the cafe. This is Chris. God's blessings on your day.